We have one of our very special guests from RMIT. He is an elite athlete student, and he currently is a member of the Australian track and field squad. Uh, he is a absolutely talented high jumper. He's hit the extraordinary 2.29 metre mark twice, if you don't mind, and he did some extraordinary stuff at the World Championships recently in Oregon. Joel Baden. Um, our RMIT elite athlete joins us live. Joel, welcome and good morning to you. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, firstly, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you're studying, but also tell us about what got you into the high jump and just your overall experience with the sport so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, so at RMIT, I'm studying IT. Um, so I think I started that just pre-COVID. So I've just kind of been doing that online, um, balancing that with my athletics and my commitments and everything like that. So I found that to be a really um, good experience in terms of just, uh, you know, going between study and being able to kind of prioritize either athletics or study when I need it. So that's been really good. Um, in terms of high jump um, and how I kind of got into the sport, um, was through Little Athletics, like, many, many years ago. Yes. Kind of followed yep. in my brother's kind of footsteps, I suppose. He was um, just a, I guess, just an athlete in, like, the seniors or kind of um, just the Little Athletics kind of, I suppose, level. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just kind of followed him. I thought it was amazing watching him jump um, when I was small. And luckily, I just happened to have the same... Um, the same kind of, or I guess, body type that allowed me to jump well too, and maybe even a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, you, you you are quite a tall lad, Ed. What, what is the um the current size? What's the current height at the moment, Joel? Uh, I don't think I've really grown that much, but um, <laughs> I think I'm about six three. Six three, that's not bad. I mean, that's an inch Sam, Sam are you are you are you six three or are you a bit bit shorter than that? One nine two, whatever that is in inches. I've forgotten. Watering <laughs> on six three, maybe six four. Yeah. Six, Five, one ninety, one ninety. One ninety-two. He said so. Six-four. That'd be close. I'm six-two. Yeah, I'm. I'm nowhere near it. Uh, Maltese heritage, Joel. So um, very, very small. (laughs) Very small in the in the height department. Um, Tell us, tell us about your recent competition in Oregon. We we saw you put up a very amazing Instagram post. You were very happy with your results. Um, Tell Mm. us about the World Championship experience for you, and particularly seeing a lot of the competition before now jumped into the Commonwealth Games and other bigger competitions. What was the experience like, and and how did you rate your performance? Yeah. So. Um, in terms of world championships, um, this is my third one. Um, I think I was quite young when I did my first in Beijing. So mm-hmm. some of those early experiences were, I suppose, just a bit more formative. Um, although I did jump well at my very first. I jumped like 226. But, um, you know, it was a little bit, you know, you're a bit more nervous. Uh, it's the first time you're kind of on the big stage and everything. So, you know. That followed by a few not-so-great performances at, you know, kind of later competitions, um, like, for example, uh, the Olympics. Uh, didn't really get past my second opening height. And then the 2019 um, World Championships as well. Um, I pretty much did the exact same thing. So very frustrating when you know that you can jump high, but you mm. can't really get there. So anyway, it's been a... A bit of a long time coming. I still wasn't in great shape coming into this championships. 
Um, I did have a bit of a knee, some knee issues on my jumping leg. And, um, yeah, I was just, I kind of made a bit of a last minute decision to, to head over and compete. Wow. And I was in good spirits. Um, and, you know, Oregon is just like the perfect place. We had beautiful weather. Mm. Um, the stadium was brand new and just looked magnificent. And, um, yeah. yeah, I think it was the first time I got out got out onto the stage and I was like, you know what, I actually deserve to be yeah. here. And um, felt really comfortable, um, just followed my processes really well. And, yeah, despite the, the injury and that type of thing, um, mm. jumped a season's best, uh, made the finals for the first time, at a major championships, which was huge for me. Um, that was really one of the main goals of it. And in the finals, although it would have been really nice to jump the 30 or even higher to, to kind of get into that top five, um, that top five kind of position, mm-hmm. um, you know, I still followed that up with 227, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple of days after my qualification. So, you know, in terms of, you know, goals and what I was hoping to achieve. Um, yeah, definitely probably even exceeded it. So yeah, I was very, very happy with the results and how I went overall. Wow. Well, congratulations for that. Amazing. Wow. And (laughs) just, just quickly being in Oregon, did you, did you manage to jump over some, um, some redwood pine trees? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I I wish I could have, um, if I had a few more days, I definitely would have gone exploring and probably would have got up to some mischief. Luckily they booked me. Yeah two days afterwards and um, got home after, you know, some long travel and then got hit with COVID. So, oh, yeah. Gotta oh, love no, that. That old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're feeling better though, right, Joel? Yeah, feeling much better now. <laughs> That's good. Excellent. Well, given all the, you're just explaining all your setbacks and your obstacles in the in the events of leading up to finishing, was it just outside the top five you said there, Joel? Yeah, I was, what, if I cleared the 230, I would have been placed um, top five. How far away do you think you are from achieving that? In full health, um, I think that was 100% achievable. I think I probably would have been able to jump a little bit higher as well, so... You know that Definitely old, I, you know that old adage where they say that as soon as you climb the mountain, you look about, you look ahead, you see a second mountain. That sounds like that second mountain for you, yes. doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah. Yeah, definitely now. Yeah, for sure. And especially with there being a world championships mm. um, next year as well, because it's all been kind of clogged up um, athlete schedule um, I definitely have my you know sights a little bit higher <laughs> yeah absolutely Sam are you a follower of the high jump well it's funny you mentioned that and you mentioned a little less before I was only saying this last night with my mum because uh, early days of me before I've become extremely unfit <laughs> um, <laughs> go see him at pub footy four o'clock on Sunday yeah. <laughs> say, go see Joel's nutritionist come on yeah, well, that's, no, that's a good idea no I was, was probably the, predominantly the only two sports that I was actually really good at at the field being seven or eight years old was high jump and hurdles um, being that I couldn't see very well so mm. we were saying the story where I had to run do a run through of the hurdles uh, just by myself before we did the just the judge because oh. of my vision yes, was so poor yes. and then I'd hit every single one and then I'd line up and do the race and not hit one oh. and not win the, <laughs> the thing so people thought is there some kind of cheat <laughs> but that was obviously because I couldn't see them I was just a level six year old I just couldn't see <laughs> knocking them all over but no no it didn't make me reminisce the, the times but it, it did make me think like man it was, how many times that we're in that 
situation as a, a kid and mm-hmm. there's obviously kids that were destined to go on and do athletics further mm-hmm. into their life and had that drive to do amazing things to keep up with other people like me to <laughs> put it by the wayside but no so i'm always envious with seeing all the people um you know not only in the olympics and stuff but the the stuff that you're doing uh, overseas and uh doing australia proud Absolutely. And speaking of doing Australia proud, uh, Joel, I'd imagine that you have watched quite a bit and potentially some of your, your rivals or, or some of the people that are on your team, you've, you've, you've watched and, and seen them develop and, and maybe doing pretty well at the Commonwealth Games. What's, what's your take on the competition this year? And, uh, have you, have you watched any particular people, um, fight it out in the, in the Commonwealth Games? Yeah. Um, I've watched, I've watched a little bit. Obviously, swimming always dominates. Yes. Um, We'll have, a rapid, yeah, we'll have a rapid fire of that coming up later on soon. Yes, we will, yes. <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of the athletics, though, I think some of the standout performances um, have obviously been like Nina Kennedy in the pole vault, um, you know, being able to get a gold medal following the world champs after a bronze is a crazy achievement. So I imagine she would be pretty happy. Um, and Matt Denny as well, I think he got... He uh, threw a PB um, in the discus and also snagged the gold um, yes. after a not so ideal um, like competition um, at the World Champs. Um, so yeah, I think he would be very very happy with himself too. Um, I guess it's the dream. I guess getting gold at one of those championships and then um, Brandon in the high jump. Um, yes, I think did a really good job despite the fact that you know he was going into it with an injury and. You know, it looked like it would be, it would have been pretty painful to compete given, um, given the nature of his injury as well. And tell me, with with Brandon, I assume you talk about Brandon Stark here. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, um, he's he's got a funny technique, doesn't he? He's sort of got a breathing technique. He sort of he he leans forward and back a little bit, and then he goes for his jump. Is that a is that a common kind of run up, or is that a bit of a superstition thing, or just a way to get him get him feeling comfortable or in the groove? Do you do you sort of grab some of those little approaches that he takes? Uh, I think everyone's a little bit different, I think, with the way that they start their run-ups. Um, I don't do a lot of movements. I, I think Brandon's start is pretty normal by all accounts. Yeah. Like, it's not like um, some of the Americans who jumped at the World Champs or anything like where it's a little <laughs> bit more dramatic. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, I I do have my own little thing, I guess, even though it's probably more subconscious. I just, I just stand up on my toes like for 30 seconds or something like that <laughs> every single competition sometimes it's a minute so sometimes i drive i probably drive my coach insane because i'm just i'm just taking so long it's just like are you going to do are you going to actually jump or what <laughs> absolutely so, um, it's got you to this point yeah. so keep doing it yeah i absolutely agree <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing and just finally what what does the future hold for you uh uh, Joel, do you do you want to um, obviously eye off uh, the Olympic Games in in Paris next, or what, what's sort of the training schedule looking like, and, and what, what's the next big ambition? Yeah, um, so short term to medium come long term. I need to get my my knee right, just mm-hmm. kind of recover from um, injury a little bit. Um, sure. But you know, I'm feeling pretty pretty pumped up from the World Champs. Um, is a definitely a bit of a confidence boost. So, you know, I'm lining off world championships next year, um, the Olympics in Paris. Mm. Um, what's after that, you know, another world championships, um, maybe the year after. And then obviously, you know, the next com games are going to be held down in Victoria. Yes, so they will be. 
I think that mm. that could possibly be like a crowning oh. um, kind of moment. So I think that would be absolutely sick. I'd have yeah. my family. I'd have you know friends and um, some good support. So. I know. I think that might be the dream, but mm. we'll see. Who knows? Who knows what I'll be doing in you know four years? <laughs> but hopefully, all things considered, still hard job. <laughs> yes. Oh well, it's uh, definitely exciting. Look, it's been a pleasure to have you on this morning. Um, just, just enthralled with. Uh, I mean, enviousness, enviousness, like we were saying before. Um, and yeah, well, well, we look forward to seeing what you have up your sleeve next, and. Uh, Hope you can hit that uh, second mountain. As you were yes, absolutely. A couple of pine trees in between as well. Joel, thank you again. Um, we appreciate you taking the time today to speak to us. And well done with all of your work with RMIT and representing us proudly overseas and also nationally. But yes, as well on the on the global stage, you're doing some pretty amazing things and you're, you're definitely coming up as well in the world of high jumping. So we really appreciate your time today. And... Keep growing out the hair. It's clearly doing wonders. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's actually starting to annoy me quite a lot. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'll come up with something to do. Um, something yeah, maybe to do. maybe a mullet next. What, what do you say? No way. No, there you go. <laughs> good answer, Joel. Good answer, yeah. Joel. Very, very good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, absolute pleasure. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you very much.